Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Adam Talks, a podcast that takes an alternative look at retirement. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of Adam Talks. On today's episode, I'm going to discuss using a trust instead of an LLC with a self-directed IRA. So this is a uh, topic that's come up um, for me probably over the last 12 years. I was one of the first uh, attorneys or self-directed IRA providers to have clients use trusts as part of their self-directed IRA investment. And uh, this was about 10 or 11 years ago where I actually employed the strategy. And I'll explain why I actually stopped. And the reason I'm doing a podcast on this in 2020 is because I've recently, over the last several months, gotten a number of emails uh, and inquiries about using a trust instead of an LLC to make a real estate investment with a self-directed IRA. So I wanted to just talk about why an LLC is more popular than a trust, why in most cases a trust should not be used when using a self-directed IRA to make investments, and then just kind of give you uh, an overview and my thoughts as to why I believe this trend is emerging again and uh, some things that I think every self-directed investor needs to know. So uh, let's jump into this. Uh, it's a really interesting topic. I don't want to get too much detailed into trust law because it's a complex area of the law. I was a tax lawyer of a master's in taxation and I'm not an expert in trust and estate law. I'm not. I, I did most of my practice when I was practicing tax law in New York. I did most of it in corporate tax, partnership taxation, international tax, and not a lot in estate and trust tax. So um, just because someone's a lawyer doesn't mean they know anything about trust and estate law. It's super, super specialized. So I'm just going to kind of stay on the surface. Uh, I think if you know the basics about certain types of trust um, elements of certain trust terms and understand the difference between federal and state taxation and trusts, you'll see why using a trust doesn't make a whole lot of sense in most cases with a self-directed IRA. So what is a trust? Well, actually a trust is basically just a legal vehicle that allows a third party, a trustee, you, to hold and direct assets in a trust fund on behalf of a beneficiary. So a trust is actually an agreement between three persons or parties, a grantor, the person that creates the trust, the trustee, the person that oversees the trust and makes decisions on behalf of the trust, and the beneficiary, which is the party or parties that benefit from all the fruits of the trust, all the income and gains of the trust. Now, it's not a trust isn't filed with a state, unlike an LLC or corporation. You don't file paperwork to create a trust. You can create a trust basically on a piece of paper or even a handshake between your, your wife and, and child um, to say that, hey, I'm going to entrust $5 to my wife, the trustee, for the benefit of my child. So if my child behaves, he will get the $5 of V-Bucks so he can spend it on Fortnite. That's a trust. Uh, it doesn't have to be in writing. But generally, each state has their own rules in terms of uh, 
local trust laws in terms of what makes up a trust and how a local state trust is treated and taxed and respected you know, from, state, from a state taxing standpoint. But in sum, you just need three parties, a grantor, trustee, and beneficiary. And in most cases, um, they can be the same party, although certain states have um, requirements that, for example, the beneficiary um, and the trustee can't be the same. So that is another wrinkle in trust uh, law, whereas LLCs, as we'll see, are a lot more uniform across all states. So again, it's not filed by a state. It's just a simple agreement between parties. And you need three parties. You need a grantor, trustee, and beneficiary. So what's held in a trust? Well, generally, almost anything can be held in a trust. Real property, homes, lands, investment real estate, deposit amounts, stocks, bonds, life insurance, business interests, collectibles, antiques. Basically, almost anything can be in a trust. And the funding of a trust occurs when you transfer assets into the trust and it's under the control of the trustee. And you can use a trust for business, investment, and specifically, and most popularly, estate planning purposes. So we're going to focus here not on estate planning purposes, but we're going to focus more on you know, business slash investment purposes. So there's two main types of trusts or investment trusts. There's revocable and irrevocable trusts. Right, revocable is a trust that you, as the grantor, the person that creates a trust, can revoke it or end it anytime you want. And then irrevocable is once it's set up, that's it. It's out of your control. You cannot revoke it. You cannot terminate it. And that is the difference. Now, why would anyone want to do an irrevocable trust, right? It seems like you give up a lot of control. Well, the main reason to do an irrevocable trust is you could shelter those assets from your estate uh, creditors uh, and protect it against estate and gift tax. So that's one of the most re uh, popular reasons why people do an irrevocable trust. But for the purposes of IRAs and 401ks, it's going to be a grantor trust because the IRA, which would be the grantor, right? The IRA is creating this trust. The IRA is going to want to end the trust uh, whenever it feels or whenever the IRA holder feels is um, responsible to. So that's why in almost all cases, they're going to be revocable trusts. So most of the different trusts are connected with estate and planning for asset protection. So there's not that many different types of business or investment trusts. The one I would say this is akin to is a revocable living trust which is basically the simplest type of grantor trust. And we're going to get into the difference between a grantor or what is a grantor trust because it's super important to determine how and a trust set up and owned by an IRA is, is treated in, uh, for federal and state income tax purposes. So if you think about a revocable living trust, basically a trust, you name yourself or someone else as a trustee, and then you can fund the trust by transferring assets uh, to the trust, the trustee, which again can be you, is responsible for managing the assets in the trust on behalf of the beneficiaries, i.e. the IRA. And since the trust is revocable, it can change the terms or terminate it at any time. So if you want to have an example or some type of parallel um, trust to what we're going to be talking about in terms of a revocable grantor trust for IRA purposes, you can think about a revocable living trust that may make it easier for you to understand in context kind of what we're talking about. So what's a grantor trust, right? A grantor trust is a trust where the grantor, the IRA, is the party contributing the asset to the trust, right? The trustee is the party that manages 
and the beneficiary is the party that receives the income or assets of the trust. So a grantor trust in this case is a kind of trust where the IRA is contributing property to the trust. So we have an IRA grantor trust. When you're looking at using a trust for a self-directed IRA, it's going to be known as a grantor trust and most likely a revocable grantor trust. So let's now look at the three parties that we talked about. We talked about a grantor, trustee, beneficiary. So if you did this through an IRA, the IRA would be the grantor, right? It would, it would be the one creating this trust. The trustee would be the IRA owner typically, and the beneficiary would be the IRA, right? All the income and assets have to go back to the IRA. So in this case, you have a situation where you have a trust where the grantor and the beneficiary is the same party, i.e. the IRA. Not very common. Um, it's generally allowed, although you'd have to be cautious. Some states have very peculiar trust laws. But in most cases, based on my research, yes, you can have a situation in a trust where the grantor and the beneficiary could be the same party. Okay, so let's now talk about the situation we have. Let's take an example. Adam Bergman has $100,000 in an IRA Fidelity and wants to buy a piece of property. So I have some options. I can do a full service self-directed IRA, which will allow me to move that $100,000 tax-free from Fidelity to IRA Financial Trust, okay, the custodian. And then I'll direct the IRA Financial Trust to buy the real estate. Title in the real estate will be in the name of my IRA. Every time I need to make a transaction, I will go to the custodian, IRA Financial Trust, and they will accomplish that for me. And I will pay them a fee. So that is a very common way, obviously, to self-direct investments. The second and the most popular emerging way is with an LLC, especially for real estate investors. Adam Bergman has $100,000 in Fidelity. He wants to buy real estate. He also wants limited liability protection. So he moves that $100,000 tax-free to IRA Financial Trust. At that point, Adam sets up an LLC, generally sets it up in the state where the property will be located. The LLC gets a bank account set up, an operating agreement showing that Adam's the manager, the owner is the IRA. That $100,000 gets wired to the bank account. The IRA owns the LLC. The manager is Adam Bergman. As owner of the LLC, all the income and gains flow back to the IRA. Since an LLC is a flow-through, pass-through entity, there is no entity federal income tax. All the income flows through to the owner. And we know IRAs don't pay tax, right? They're tax exempt under Section 501. So it's a very clean structure, right? And if the LLC had two IRAs that were owners, there would be a partnership tax, just like we'll see a Form 1041 grantor trust return. No tax is due, but a 1065 return is due. The LLC will give me limited liability protection as a manager and owner. It will give me the ability to control the assets through a local bank account allowing me to have what's known as checkbook control. And what's a third option? Well, a third option technically is you can set up a corporation to own the asset. The IRA would own the C-Corp and the C-Corp, for example, would own the property. The difference is a C-Corp is subject to federal income taxation at the entity level, currently 21%, but could go up, whoever uh, wins the presidency, and in future years uh, will, will potentially go up as well. And also a corporation is subject to state income tax, depending on the state. So whereas an LLC has zero entity level tax, a corporation will have minimum 21% and 
and it could go up based off what state you're in. Yes, a corporation will give you limited liability protection, which is super important for real estate investors who want to protect their assets outside of the entity, other IRA assets, for example, but it does come with a tax. The only reason, only I would say instance where you want to look at a C-Corp is if you want to block the application of the unrelated business taxable income tax or UBTI, which is trigger, triggered if an IRA invests in an active trader business through an, such as a restaurant or an IRA uses non-recourse loan to buy real estate. The C-Corp will block the application of the UBTI and reduce the 37% maximum UBTI tax to 21%. Okay, and then what about the trust? The trust is another option. Again, as I mentioned at the outset of this podcast, it's something I've started about 12 years ago, looked at uh, as one of the first providers to allow clients to use a trust with their IRA. But after spending time (laughs) discussing it with colleagues and looking it over from a state tax perspective, and I'll tell you why in a few minutes, I decided to stop allowing clients to use a trust wholly owned by the IRA. Yes, I do still allow clients to use a land trust. So the way the land trust works is the IRA owns the LLC and then the LLC will create a land trust that will own the property. The land trust is the grantor, the beneficiary is the LLC, and the trustee would be the IRA person or owner. Why the land trust is used is mostly for you know, privacy and ease of transactions. Not very common, but I'll allow that. The difference in using a land trust is the LLC is still in the middle. If you have a trust okay, that is owned, wholly owned by the IRA, now we got to look at how trusts are taxed from a federal and state income tax. Now, at the outset, trusts are not eligible for limited liability protection. Okay, So that's super important. Unlike an LLC, that will give you limited liability protection, a trust will not. So that's a very important factor why the LLC, number one, is more popular than a trust, especially for a real estate investor. So let's look at a federal income tax treatment. Trust, a granted trust needs to file a form 1041, okay? Just like a tax return, there's no, generally no taxes due if it's a grantor trust. Why? Because the grantor is deemed to be the taxpayer per se for the trust. So if you set up a grantor trust, which you would, that would be wholly owned, or the IRA would wholly own the trust, and the trust would own the real estate, you would still have to file a 1041 technically, but no tax would generally be due on a federal income tax standpoint. It's basically ignored from tax purposes, just like a single member LLC or partnership. Like a form 1065, if you have an LLC owned by two IRAs, no taxes due, but you still have to file a 1065. Grant or trust, same idea. You have to file the 1041. The only difference is you actually don't have to file the whole return. Okay, You actually can just file uh, an information statement on it, basically just providing who the owner of the trust is. Okay, so it's a little bit easier. You don't have to file the whole 1041. You can almost file a blank one. You just need to have a statement attached to it saying, or a letter saying, letting the IRS know that the income is being picked up by the IRA, for example, on the IRA's tax return, which the IRA doesn't file a tax return, but all you need to do is indicate to the IRS who the grantor of that trust is. So there's also another alternative. Um, you, can, you can basically not file anything 
and do a direct approach where you, you skip any reporting and you basically furnish the trustee, um, will furnish the appropriate information to the third party uh, on the other side of the investment for tax reporting. Um, so, you know, the trustee would furnish the, the IRA's information to, you know, a brokerage firm or a private equity firm, whatever the trust is invested in. Um, that's another alternative if you don't want to file the 1041. Most people will follow the 1041 blank and include a letter just providing the name of the grantor. So from a federal income tax standpoint, I have no issue with the trust. If that's where the analysis ended, I would do trusts for, for most clients. Why? Because you can, for anyone who doesn't want the limited liability protection, it will save money, right? You don't need to file the LLC with any state. There's no annual filing fees. It's okay. I understand why people would want to do it. I would be fine with it if all there was to it was the federal income tax filing, the 1041, which is even easier than a 1065 if you have multiple IRAs owning the LLC. The problem is the state tax treatment, okay? And all states, most states treat trust income differently, okay? And the big state, why do most people want to do a trust instead of the LLC? Most Californian residents want to do the trust, okay? Why is California versus Florida? Well, Florida has no state income tax, okay? So you can actually set up an LLC in Florida, own real estate in it, and you're not going to be subject to any franchise fees or state tax through the LLC. Same with the trust. You can set up a trust in Florida, and I would do it for, for Florida residents who own property in Florida. I have no issue doing a trust if you don't want limited liability protection, as long as you're okay filing the 1041 blank with a letter because you're not going to have any state tax. You will have to file a state return with Florida, but you're not going to have any tax. So it's very clean from a state perspective in Florida. But what about California? Okay, not so clean. California has a very high franchise fee for LLCs. We know it's a minimum $800 franchise fee and it, it goes up as there's additional revenues in the LLC. So a lot of California residents do not like paying that $800 fee, franchise fee for the LLC. Totally get it, right? Makes, makes total sense. If you own a piece of land in California, it's generating no income, you still got to fork over 800 bucks to the state of California, kind of hurts. So people say, well, I'll just set up a trust. It's going to be easy. I don't have to file anything with the state of California. They'll never know. No 800 bucks. Wrong. California, if the, if the income is sourced in California or, or the, the trustee is a resident of California, guess what? California is going to get their hands on that income and they are going to come after you for a potential tax of 13.3%, which is the top rate over a million bucks and you'll, you'll have to pay more um, well, less than 13.3%, but there's still tax due under a million dollars. So you think you're getting around this $800 fee, but you could be subject to a higher state tax on your trust income. Plus you need to file a, uh, you still have to file a state uh, trust return in California. And this, this is even true if the property is in a different state, Texas, Maine, New Hampshire. If you're a resident of California, California can deem the trust subject to California law since the fiduciary, you are making trust decisions as a trustee. So you can go through different states. Each state's different. You know, Alaska, zero, Arizona, 4.5%. On some states have like quirky things like Arkansas, 6.9% and 50% of long-term capital gains over 10 million. Um, I'll just give you some others. Colorado, 4.6%, Connecticut, 67 
Delaware 6.6, DC 8.95, um, Hawaii 11, Idaho 7.4. So you see where I'm going, right? Um, it gets a little tricky, Kansas 4.8. I'm just gonna give you a bunch more, ones that kind of stick out. Um, it's, it's a little quirky and um, you gotta watch out and it becomes complicated. Whereas an LLC is much easier, everyone knows with the annual fees. From a federal standpoint, of course, even state, most states will follow the federal and not impose franchise fees on LLCs. Only few do like California. Texas has an exemption for under a million bucks. Tennessee does. Um, Pennsylvania used to, they got rid of it. So from a state standpoint, LLCs are so much easier. Yes, from a federal income standpoint, I got you. If you want to go with the trust, okay, I'll live with it. But you're forgetting. So many people forget the state analysis. They just look at the 1041, file an empty return, a letter, no tax. The grantor's the IRA. IRAs don't pay tax. Bang, we got a home run here. But they're not tax lawyers and or accountants, and they don't understand that state taxation is super important. And, and, and unless you're in Florida or Nevada um, or um, certain other states like um, South Dakota, um, it's not gonna make a lot of sense. And even if you just set up a trust in Nevada or, or South Dakota, if you are a resident of a different state, like California or New York, they may come after you for that tax on the trust income because as a fiduciary, you were providing trustee services from that other state. So again, the whole idea of using a self-directed IRA is to have control, right? Have the ability to diversify and hopefully make things easier for you, right? Give yourself the ability to be efficient and make investments quicker. That's why you use the LLC, checkbook control, right? That's the name of the game. Why would you use a trust? Okay, unless you're in Nevada, Florida, South Dakota, um, why would you do it if, number one, you still have to file a federal 1041, even if it's blank, you still gotta file it each year with a letter. Then you now have to deal with state taxation, so you need to still file a state return. You have to now be cautious about your residency, where you're gonna own property. You have no limited liability protection. All what, to save a couple hundred bucks to set up an LLC? Doesn't make sense, right? If you, privacy, Okay, privacy matters, I agree. But privacy is still, I don't believe, worth as much as um, the, the tax potential of paying state taxation and having federal and state tax filing requirements. So the privacy is something people really like. Yes, you could get a certain level of anonymity if you file the LC in Delaware, for example, or Wyoming. So if you're really into privacy, you can always do it there. Um, but again, if you own property in California, filing your trust in South Dakota or filing the LLC in Nevada may not help because California can still tax you on your income since you're a resident of California and they will deem the income sourced in California since you're a fiduciary of the trust or the entity. So again, work with tax professionals. This is a reason that the self-directed IRA business um, is so interesting, but also very specialized. So it's important to work with experts that can navigate these rules for you, help you make the best decisions. You're on your own for the investments. You're your own boss. You get to choose how you want to invest, but work with professionals that can help you select the right structure that makes sense for you, okay? The ultimate is probably the solo 401k. Right, because the solo 401k, even though it's technically a trust, it's not subject to any state 
trust laws. It's not subject to any federal trust laws. So you get anonymity. You can do business in the name of your solo 401k. If you have less than $250,000 in your solo K, you don't have to file anything with the IRS. So you have total anonymity. Uh, even if it's over 250, you still have to file an easy form 5500EZ, but nothing's filed with the state. So it's much harder for a creditor to know who you are. You don't have the limited liability protection though. So everything has its trade-offs. Solo 401k is great because it gives you checkbook control as a trustee. You have privacy, but no limited liability protection. An LLC gives you limited liability protection, but depending on the state, you may not have absolute privacy. Uh, and then a trust will give you privacy, but will not give you limited liability protection and potentially impose state tax on your IRA income unless you're in a state like Florida, South Dakota, or Nevada. So if you are in one of those states, the trust could be a very viable option for you. And I'm not suggesting you shouldn't look at it. However, I think you still need to understand that there is and will be still federal and some state filing requirements. So that's something you need to be comfortable with. If you can't do it yourself, that's a fee that you're going to have to pay someone. So yes, ultimately you are saving some money by not doing the LLC, the state filing fees and the annual fees, which are, you know, let's say a couple hundred bucks a year. But if you can't file the 1041 yourself or the state trust return yourself, you're gonna to have to pay someone to do it who's gonna charge you a couple hundred bucks. So you're back to square one and you have no limited liability protection. So that is the reason the LLC has and I think will remain the most popular vehicle for self-directed retirement investors. Checkbook control is key. Limited liability protection is paramount, especially in the real estate context. If you're not doing real estate and you're just doing you know, private equity, hedge fund, private business investment, hard money loans, Bitcoin, gold, then maybe you don't need the LLC. Maybe the trust does make sense, but beware of the federal and state potential filing and tax uh, implications. And also uh, think about some of the other, um, you know, issues I just brought up in this podcast. So another reason work with a tax professional, uh, self-directed IRA expert that can help you navigate these rules and help you um, decide and elect the right structure for you and your self-directed investment. So there you have it. Adam talks why the LLC in most cases will beat the trust when it comes to self-directed IRA investing. So I hope you found the podcast uh, interesting. Um, Trusts are very complicated, so I tried to keep it pretty um, simple, but as you can see from a state tax standpoint, it gets really complicated in terms of how states view trust source income, how they view nexus, and in terms of filing requirements and tax implications, it's not as simple as the LLC. And it's one of the reasons I stopped working with trusts you know, 11 years ago, and I just felt it was um, just a more suitable option for most investors. And yeah, I know many California residents do not love the LLC because of the franchise fee. And for those, hopefully they can get into the solo K if they're self-employed, but the trust won't help them because they're still gonna have to pay uh, state tax and they're still gonna have to file uh, state returns for their trust. So it's not gonna help doing the trust if you're a resident of California or any of the um, land or investments are in the state of California. So there you have it. I uh, hope you stay safe, stay healthy. Uh, I actually um, did a YouTube video about um, using a trust instead of an LLC, so you can check that out as well if you just kind of want more information. Um, but again, it's a complicated topic, 
and it's important to work with experts that can help you understand the rules and hopefully uh, help you select the best structure for your self-directed investment. Uh, again, really appreciate the support. Subscribe if you haven't already. Give us a five star on Apple. You can pick up uh, Adam Talks, AdMail, AdBits, uh, all my podcasts on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you pick up your podcast. Thanks again for listening. Stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, talk to all you guys next week. Thank you.